0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Uh, so our, uh, our month theme is miracles. And I want to encourage you this morning. Do you believe? Do you believe that God is able? Do you believe in the miracle working power of God? Uh, I, I've, I've shared before and I've preached before. I've seen two people that were dead raised to life. I've seen people with cancer, stage four cancer healed. I've seen people with broken bones healed. I, I've been in, in meetings all across the globe. And I remember a lady that was, was paralyzed. She'd had a stroke, couldn't move, sitting in the Philippines and prayed for her. She couldn't talk. She couldn't lift her hands. She could, and, and God touched her and healed. I, I believe in miracles. And there's a saying that the person with an experience isn't subject to the person with a theory. Your theory might be, that was Old Testament. Your theory might be, no, God can't. Your theory might be, he, he, he just God isn't able. My, my experience says He is. What I've, what I've walked through, what I've experienced, what I've seen, God is able. And I love what it says in Ephesians. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory. My determination is I'm going to walk through life glorifying God because I want to experience his ableness. I want to experience his overflowing abundance of love towards my life. Uh, and that's my encouragement of you today is just position yourself in a place of, I may not understand, but I choose to believe. Everything in life is a choice. Everything we walk through, everything we go through, because it's never what I go through, and I'm going to share about this after, it's, it's how I go through it. It's never what's done to me or what I experience, it's how I respond to what happens to me that determines where I end up in life. So I want to bring two scriptures uh, and, and then get into this morning. And The first one is Jeremiah 1 verse 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I love that. Before you were, you were known. Before you existed, before you took your first breath, before your heart beated for the first time. Beat. It didn't beat it, it beat. Before before it beat for the first time, God knew you. And he'd called you into existence. I love that. What's, what's everybody's desire in life? To be known. They want to be known. People are striving to be famous. People are striving to get their name in lights, for people to know who they are. And honestly, that's, a, that's an okay thing. One of the, the greatest sounds in life is your own voice, is your own name. When somebody calls out your name and says, great. It's like, I'm known. Somebody knows me. Somebody's identified. I'm known. Any, anybody here with me this morning? It's, it's a great sense when somebody, it's not just, hey, you, or you know, we're, we're on job sites all the time, and it's like, well, that's, what's that guy's name? I don't know. Hey, buddy, come over here. Or, hey, hey, champion, what am I going to do here? It's, it's to be known. Today you're known. You need to know that. You're known by God. You're loved by God. You're accepted by God as you are, where you are, in the situation you find yourself. He's not going to leave you there, but you're known and accepted where you're at. And, uh, He believes in you and He's backing you. So let's have a look at Romans. It's a little bit longer passage of Scripture, but in Romans 12, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that He's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that He will find acceptable. Uh, This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by the changing of the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect because of the privilege and authority God has given me. I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves better, uh, better than you really are, but be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body, where many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other, Uh, in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We come down a little bit it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. We come down a little bit further. It says, "'Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them, but pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge.'" Uh, let the righteous anger of God, uh, for the scripture says, leave that to the righteous anger, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. We'll leave that last little bit out, but that's what will happen one day anyways, but anyway. Who's had a good week? Very quiet. Don't be quiet, Melissa said, don't be quiet, whatever, whatever you do. So, has my title come up? Yes, the responsibility of every believer. Everybody say responsibility. I don't want to be responsible for anything. I don't want to have fun. I just want to enjoy life and, and, and just have fun in life, right? The fact of the matter is, we all have to take responsibility for our own lives. To enter into what God has for us, there's a, promise before, there's a premise before we hit the promise. You know, it says that the, uh, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked or sits in the way of sinners or stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. There's a, there's a, there's a premise before the promise, blessed is the man. Who? Blessed is the man who does and doesn't. We are called to live a certain way. Proverbs 11 says, The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. Uh, there's, a, there's a scripture in, in Proverbs that says, There is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. So I can be traveling along in life thinking I'm traveling in the right direction for my life and I'm actually taking myself towards death and destruction. That I have to walk God's ways and I have to walk God's paths. There is responsibility for the way I live. And we always we, we talk about the miracles of God, the blessing of God, the provision of God, the touch of God, the guidance of God. But I want to talk about the responsibilities this morning of every believer. Is that All right. We'll be done real quick, the time is already counting down, so don't worry, you will get out of here unscathed. But there is responsibilities to the way we live. Uh, within society, we have certain responsibilities. We can't do whatever we want. We can't do whatever we feel. We, we've got certain res- I have to pay the bills. I have to follow road rules. I have to be civil with others. There was, there was a siege down at Alexandra Headland. There's somebody who went outside of the bounds of what's acceptable within society. And there's now in jail and will spend the rest of his life there. There's things I can do, things I can't do. Uh, there's consequences for my actions. As, as a member of a club or a team or a, a sporting complex, there's responsibilities. Zach and Noah play soccer. But they don't just turn up and play on Saturday. They have to turn up on Tuesday and train. They have to wear the, the club uniform, they have to work as part of the team. If they don't, they'll get kicked out, there's responsibilities. They love soccer, and soccer's awesome, and they get to kick the ball, and they get to score goals, and they get, but there's responsibilities that, that come before they get to play the game. As Christians, we have responsibilities. I'm just going to read my notes and keep my eyes down this way. I know we live under grace, we live under grace. God graces our life, God, you know, salvation is a gift, but there's still responsibilities that we can't get away from in life as a believer. We didn't join a club, we joined a family, but in joining the family, I joined responsibility. And it would be awesome if it was just worship and giggles and fun times, but it's, there's, there's more to my Christianity than even just what's done here on a Sunday, amen? Amen. Uh, Our responsibility as believers and followers of Christ is to grow and to go. The two main responsibilities of of us in our faith is to grow and to go. And I'm gonna work this out. And God is looking for followers, not fans. He's looking for followers, not fans. Fans love what Jesus did. Followers do what Jesus said. And that's what he's looking for, people who will do what he says. And that's what Melissa was sharing before from Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. God wants to direct your life, God wants to guide your life, but it's a trust in the Lord. And most of us have trust issues, of sorts, of some sort in some area, something's happened at some point in life that has caused me to put a a shield around my heart or around my mind or I'll never let a person hurt me like that again or I'll never let somebody do that again I will never do that again we've got trust issues but when it comes to God we've got to let those walls and that guarding down so that He can come in the scriptures say that you know He's going to take our hearts of stone and make them hearts of flesh again that's what He wants to do for us but we have to follow Him not just be a fan of Him because He did some pretty cool stuff walking towards a funeral procession just touches the, the um, casket and the put., per- hey, here we go, it gets a good party trick. God's not looking for fans. He doesn't need you to be impressed by Him. He wants you to listen to Him and do what He says. And, and I shared this the other week, but I saw a sign the other day that said, coming to Jesus is free, becoming like Him will cost you everything. Whoa, shivers, really? But we're called to lay down our lives for Christ. The miracle is in our, us dying to self. That's the beginning, that's the genesis of the miracle, because when I die to self and enter into him, I've now created opportunity for God to move in my world. He can't touch what isn't surrendered to him. What hasn't been placed into his hand, he can't work with, he wants to, he desperately wants to. The Bible says that it's God's will that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. It's his desire that everyone be made whole, everyone receive his touch, everyone receive the grace of salvation upon their life. But he's given us free will. We can't have what we don't first offer to him. And when I offer my life to him, we, that's a responsibility is for me to say, God, I die to self. I die to myself, my agendas, my wants, my, and I, I lay them down for you. Um, is this helping anybody? When we become believers, it's, it's our responsibility to grow. To grow in faith, to grow in service, to grow in love. And that's cool. But what does that look like? really it, what, what does it look like to grow because the, the scriptures tell me that Jesus grew in stature with God and man and walked in favor he grew he changed he developed he wasn't just here's the man child Jesus and he's the savior of the world he was the savior of the world but he grew and he developed and he transit over a 30-year period he was a carpenter therefore he did he did an apprenticeship and he was told what to do, and he progressed in life and progressed in his skills, and, and then the Holy Spirit came on him at a point in 30 years of age, and then three years of ministry unfolded, and the rest is history. But he, the Bible says he grew and developed, not just that he was. Jesus was, He grew and developed and walked in favor with God, and man, it's a responsibility upon our lives to, to grow before we go, but to, to seek him, to, to not enter in and feel like, as, as Romans was saying, we know it all. I don't know at all. I love the Bible. I love seeking God. I love reading commentaries. I love listening to podcasts. I have, I'm just scratching the surface. We're all scratching. There's always so much more in God and of God for you that He wants you to just take that ultimate treasure hunt on and just dive in and dig deep and seek Him for the, the next bit of treasure that He's got for you. And, to re, and God only reveals to us what we can handle in the moment so we get excited again and start digging again and go again. Amen? What does growing look like? Growing looks like doing what you don't want to do. Again, Christian, we're talking about miracles, aren't we? Why don't we just get a prayer line and we'll pray for people? I want us to to grow so we can position ourselves in that that posture of faith so God can do whatever He wants, whenever He wants. Not just come out on a prayer line, get a a slap on the head, fall over, jump up. Let's go. Let's do this. Because I've seen people that have received miraculous touches of God upon their life who are now not in church anymore because they didn't, they never grew. They just wanted to, the, they wanted to be a fan. They wanted to experience, throw your hanky at me, throw your jacket at me. Let me, let me, and mate, I've been in meetings with thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, where there are genuine touches of God, miracles happening, but lives aren't changed afterwards. Cause it's, it's the touch is awesome. The transformation is better. And, and transformation can only take place when I position myself for it. You know, it says in Matthew 5, and loving your enemies, I don't want to love my enemies. They're my enemy. It doesn't make sense that I'd love them. I don't want to love them. I don't want to like them. I don't want to look at them. Matthew 5 says, you've heard the law, that the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends the rain on the just and the unjust alike. Growing looks like something. Growing looks like I used to be a hateful person, now I'm not. I used to hold grudges, now I forgive. I used to seek revenge, now I just go to prayer and pray a blessing upon their life. It's growth looks like something. And that's, that's my responsibility as a believer. That's your responsibility that tomorrow you don't look the same. That you don't think the same. That, that tomorrow holds more significance because you see more of God. You know, come, let's give God a hand this morning. Growing looks like forgiveness, Mark eleven twenty five. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. It's almost like unforgiveness blocks God from hearing us. He goes, you, you, you can pray if you want, but you'd be better if you forgive them first because there's a blockage between what I can do and what you want to receive. But as you extend forgiveness, that, that barrier comes down and I can do what I want to do in your life. And the re- reality is every single one of us is in need of forgiveness. There is not one person, perfect person on the planet. Jesus was the only perfect person. We all sin, we all fall short but God's grace is sufficient. So, so we have to forgive so that we can receive forgiveness. Uh, it looks like being generous. Luke 6, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And that's not just finances, that's just be generous. Be generous in praise, be generous in service, be generous in helping others, be generous in, in what you do. Be ge- that's growing. You might have come into Christ and come into church and been a stingy person. Grow. Grow beyond, I don't want to, grow. Just grow because you were created in the image of God and He wants you to reflect that image. And He's not stingy, stingy He's not withholding, He's not miserly. God is a generous God uh, and we need to grow. Amen? You know, we, we need to develop our faith and understand the things of God. It's one thing to know of God. When I, when I was a Catholic brought up in religion, I knew a lot about God. But when I became a, a Christian, when I came in in, in Him, I realized I, I got to have a relationship with Him. And I didn't just know about, but I got to know the person. We've got to push in. And in Hebrews 6.1, it says this. It says, let's stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. God wants to be more than just your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. But when I keep running back to him for saving, when I keep running back to him for mercy, when I keep running back to him because I haven't transitioned out of my old lifestyle, mindsets, ways of doing things, it's I have to keep going over and over again. Oh, God, I'm sorry. God, I repent. God, forgive me. God, God wants you to move from that place. That's, that's always available, always accessible. He wants you to move from that place to a place of empowerment where you can live in victory. Corinthians says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to take you from from one place to another. And and I don't know about you, but I want to keep moving forward. I don't want to get stagnant. I don't want to get halted in life. I want to be always moving forward. Like I said before, Luke 2, 52, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all people. He grew. He allowed himself to be stretched. That's probably the next thing I'm going to say is, how, how does growing feel? It's pretty sucky, really growing and moving forward and I've been developing it's 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 pretty sucky because I know how to know to do what I know how to do here but I have to do something different there but God is calling all of us to do something different there and he wants you to get bigger through the process so that you can enter into the bigger day that he has for you and there's stretching that takes place and there's, there's an aching that takes place. I was sharing the other week that Noah's started to, to, to grow and have a growth spurt and his, his joints are aching and his bones are aching, and, but it's natural for that part of the process. It's natural, that, that, that's a sign that growth is on its way. Uh, I want to encourage you, don't run, don't, don't go the other direction, don't stop pressing in when you feel stretched, when you feel like there's an ache or there's a, just, just keep going. Because that's natural part of the process. God promised he'll, he'll always be with you, that He'd never leave you nor forsake you, but He didn't promise you wouldn't go through things. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but they will be formed. Enemies will come. For every promise in the Bible of, I've, I've got a land of flowing with milk and honey, but what God didn't say was, that, and it's infested with giants. There's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's yours. I've given it to you. Have it. Take it. That's my blessing for your life but you've got to go in and take the giants out. I've given you the land, now go and evict what's, what's in the land. There's, there's mindsets that we have to evict. There, there is a promise for our life that, that everything is working together for our good, but we've got to go in and evict some giants. We've got to go in and slay some bears and some lions, and we've got to go and find ourselves in a place where it's us and God, nothing else, and that's okay. I just want to encourage you this morning. There are miracles available to you. But you have to position yourself in such a place, in such a way that you activate the miracle, that you arrest God's attention. You position yourself and say, "Come hell or high water, I don't care if I sink, if I swim. God, I know you're going to be." I love the story of Shadmach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king has erected a ninety-foot statue of himself. He says, "Everybody, bow down and worship me. If you don't bow down and worship me, I'm going to cast you into the fire." And they stood there. The story goes, they get to the end. He goes, "King." I only say it like that, so you guys go and read it yourselves. We're not going to bow down. We live, we die, it's all good because God is with us. He's the only one true living king. It says, heat the furnace seven times hotter. Even the guys that were throwing them bound into the fire, they died on the spot as they got in close proximity. It says they were cast into the fire and suddenly the king jumps up on his throne and and he's walking around in, in amazement because not only is there three people walking around in the fire, there's now the form of a fourth because Jesus had just joined them in the middle of the party. He just, in the midst of, the, of death, in the midst of, of, of a death sentence, they just said, we can't worship you. You're not God. I've made a decision. I've got a predetermined decision in life that I will only worship the one true living God. When you go there, it doesn't matter what comes against you. It doesn't matter what's declared over you. It doesn't matter what you're walking through. God is with you. And he's a God that raises dead things to life. He's a God that makes the impossible possible. He is God, amen? So we're growing, we're stretching. And like for us, it's like, I don't want to love. God's like, grow. I don't want to forgive. God's like, just grow. I don't want to serve. Grow. I don't want to give. Grow. And the deal is we all grow somewhere. We all grow somewhere. And, and un- unfortunately, it's generally through adversity. I don't want to face challenges and I don't want to face storms, but that's generally where I grow. That's generally where I grow. It says in Isaiah 48, 10, it says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. If you know anything about gold or silver or purifying these metals, it's they're heated up to liquid form. And all the dregs and all the, the, the things of, of non-importance or, or non-value rise to the surface. And they scoop these off and they keep heating it and they keep scooping it off. And, and, and there's a purity that comes to the gold and it's increased in value. But, but, but it first had to go through the heat. And first had to be put under pressure. And first had to feel the fire upon them. I, I don't know if you've ever felt that. I've felt that a few times in life where it's like I'm in a furnace. And, mate, this thing's going to take me out. This thing's gonna, or it's going to make me what God wants me to be and it's at that moment that you stay focused on the promise that has been given, the promise that has been put ahead, the vision that God has laid in your heart and I believe today God is going to release fresh vision upon your life, that you'll be able to see that future, where there's been confusion there'll be clarity, where it's felt like there's been these clouds around your mind that they're going to they're lift and you're going to see, just, just the touch of God coming down before you and uh, He doesn't promise things to frustrate us. God never promises anything to frustrate you. I've got this for you and I've got that and I'm calling you to this and I'm calling. God doesn't want you frustrated. He wants you intent. He wants you purposed. He wants you on mission because John 10.10 says the devil comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. I'm going to face some adversity. I'm going to face some challenges. I'm going to face some opposition. If you do anything, if you step out, if you lift your head at all, he's going to have a swipe. That's just reality. But it says, greater is he that is on the inside of me, John 5, 4, than he that is in the world. Greater is Jesus Christ. Greater is the Spirit of God that is on the inside of you, you know, casting you and causing you to to move towards your, your future. And I love, you know, I love it. David faces a giant before he becomes a king. Daniel has to spend the night in a lion's den before he becomes who God wants him to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego find themselves in a fiery furnace. The storms found themselves in disciples. Jesus found himself on a cross. The devil thought he'd won. I've crucified him. He's dead. Three days dead and then he rises to life again. I want, I want to encourage you this morning. Miracles are available. What are you going to do to go after him? What are you going to do to take a hold of them? What, what are you speaking over your life? What scriptures are you declaring? What are, you, are you speaking to the storm or about the storm? Are, are you speaking to everybody you know about what you're walking through and what you're challenged by and what's, what's going on and how you've been wronged? Or, or are you speaking to that circumstance? Because the Bible says that I fight not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. That, that it's not the person, it's the spirit behind the action. S- arrest that thing all through the scriptures where there was false prophets or there was people you know, operating under witchcraft they, they, just, they didn't rebuke the person they rebuked the spirit and it stopped in the moment you have that creative, creative ability in your mouth to speak towards your tomorrow to speak towards your health to speak towards your, your kids future to speak towards their whatever it is that you do and again it's not what you're going through in life it's how you go through it so I want to encourage you is this helping anybody this morning? so the first thing is grow we've got to grow don't stay the same there's a saying that anything that grows, lives. Anything that doesn't grow, it's, it's dying. It, it's atrophying. It's, 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 it's going backwards. Life is just moving forward and increasing in speed. I want to encourage you, don't stop growing. Make an intention that you'll be a lifelong learner. You'll be a, a lifelong God seeker. You'll go after him with all of your heart, all of your passion and all of your intention. Amen? Second thing is go. Whew. I might even have a water if that's all right, Melissa. First thing is grow, second thing is go. And you might even, you know, because it says go into all the world, and you might go, well, how the heck do I do that? How do I do that? How do I go? I'm, I'm here, I've found myself on the sunshine. How do I go? What's my platform? What do I do? How do I go? I've, I want to grow. God, I want you to use me. That was a prayer as a young kid for me. It was, God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. God, if, if you use me, I'll be used. And then I found that God took a hold of that and said, okay, I'll use you because I gave him something to do something with. And, but but how do you go into all the world? You won't all stand on platforms. You won't all speak at conferences. You won't all go into all the world. It says, you know, Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. How do you go? Wait for the Holy Spirit's empowerment upon your life, and start where you're at wait for God to come upon you position yourself so God can touch your life I love it in um not Jeremiah I've lost it now there's a scripture that says the spirit of the Lord came upon me and the hand of God took me It's like the spirit of the Lord came upon me the hand of God took me It was in a position for God Ezekiel for the touch of God the hand of God to come upon him and I can be so consumed by life and so consumed by things that are going on around me and so consumed by even my dreams for the future that I, I don't slow down, be still so he can be God. God is just like, can I do it for you? Please let me do it for you. I, just, I wanna do that for you. Can I make a way for you? Can I bring that giant down for you? Can I open heaven? Please, I just wanna, I wanna move in your world, but we don't still ourselves. Cause I'm, I got this, God, I got this. Thank you, you're awesome. Come with me when I need you, but I'm, you're awesome. It's like, no, 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 we need God more than we need anything else in life. You need a passionate heart after his own heart more than you need anything else. More than that vision, more than that dream, more than that miracle, more than that breakthrough. You need God. Because if you've got God, you've got it anyway. It's there with you. It's, it's, it's following you around. I, I, want, I want the favor, the joy, the blessing, the touch, the miracle following me around. That I don't have to look for them. I'm not going after them. They just happen. I, I, I want the blessing. Just It drips. And what does the word say? That my paths drip with abundance. That, That he makes a way where there is no way. Where he causes what was meant to evil to be a blessing towards my life. It doesn't matter what's spoken over me. It doesn't matter what happens to me. When he's with me, we're going through. We're getting to the other storm. The storm will be stilled. In Jesus' name. Wait for the Holy Spirit and start where you're at. Your Jerusalem is your family and friends. It's those around you, it's those in your sphere of influence, those that you can just pick the phone up, send a text to, send an email to, they're your Jerusalem. Just love on them, pray for them, be with them. There might be family members that are afar from God, but that's your Jerusalem. That's where you start. You get the mind of Christ upon your life and and you go by sending that text or or sending that text of forgiveness because you may not have spoken to your, your brother or your dad or your mom or your aunt or your cousin for 15 years. Send that text, Go. Oh, but but that's not preaching the gospel yeah it is it's displaying the gospel i forgive you i love you i choose to overlook an offense go that's that's your jerusalem uh your judea your your work colleagues your suburb your town noosa the sunshine coast go wherever you find yourself there's an opportunity for you to shine the bible says that we're salt and light we're salt and light we're salt and light salt does something light does something salt flavors light illuminates we can help people come alive we can help them be more than they are without us without that word of encouragement without that word of blessing without that smile without that act of generosity let's just be generous ring someone up and say I was thinking about you and I just want to let you know you're a champion love you I I believe in you you're awesome just just do it it costs you nothing phone calls are free now we've all got unlimited plans it's 80 bucks a month I can ring 5,000 people if I want I can ring America tomorrow and leave it on for the month it's only going to cost me the 150 bucks it costs us nothing but 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 intention I want you to be intent on being a blessing, on going, and, and, and Samaria, where's Samaria? Well, it's Samaria, some area, somewhere, sometime, let God lead you, it's anywhere you are, it's in, in Sydney, it's in Melbourne, it's in America, it's wherever you are, whenever you are, have, a, have the mind of Christ, be open to, I can bless someone, I can smile at someone, I can, see, because there's never what comes out of a person's mouth that actually tells you how they are. Learn to read their spirit. I've had people looking at me, smiling. I had somebody just tell me this morning that they'd been asking this guy, how's your marriage? How's your marriage? Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. He rings him six months later and says, I should have probably been honest with you back then. It's over. But I couldn't, t- I couldn't bring myself to tell you. So, so out of his mouth, everything's awesome. Everything's fantastic. Everything's fine. Inside, he was broken and hurting and needed someone to love on him. Needed someone to, that we, we can be that. We can be God to people. We're not God, but we re- can reflect his nature. We can love like he loves. And, and I love what that says in Romans. Don't, don't just say you love, truly love. Love looks like something, love does something. You're staring me down, so help me out this morning. Just be willing to open your mouth and tell others about Jesus. Jeremiah 1.5, the scripture I started with. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. God so believed in you that when he thought about you, he allowed you to come into existence. Because if he didn't believe in you, faults and all, warts and all, mistakes and all, he would have terminated you before you came into existence. He says, before you were born, I knew you. I affirmed you. I accepted you. I empowered you. I've blessed you. I've touched your life. And now I'm calling you forward to speak to the nations. But the nations begin at home and the nations begin in my street and the nations begin in my suburb. And then slowly, slowly, when you're faithful with a little, God will trust you with much and things will, doors will open up and he will use you to impact others' lives. Amen. God wants us to go, but the devil wants to contain us. Have you ever felt contained? I remember on my sister's 40th birthday, we're all maybe 30th birthday. I don't know. Time's going by quickly. We're in the city, we're celebrating, about 25 of us jumped into an elevator, which in and of itself was a dumb idea. We probably should have been, I think, 16 max, 12 max, and we're going to, the, like, the 41st floor. There was some bar up there, and we're going up there to celebrate her birthday. And a mate of mine, Brock, thought it would be funny to hit the emergency stop, not realising that you couldn't just start the elevator again. It's the emer- and so he didn't tell anybody. I saw him do it, but he didn't tell anybody, and then it stops. So 25 of us are crammed in like sardines, And he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and then people, girls start to scream, and then people are sitting down, people are hyperventilating, people are freaking out. I think it was like an hour and three quarters we spent in this contained, and I'm like, in the end of it, I'm not claustrophobic, and I don't freak out by much, but I'm like, what the heck is going on? And the people are taking their jackets off, and we're we're all freaking out, and we were contained. We couldn't go anywhere. We were somewhere, but couldn't go where we wanted to go. We We were limited. That's what the devil wants to do for your life. He wants you to feel contained, like you're not in control, like you can't get to where you want to go. God wants you free. And if I know anything, it's in our growing and our going that I'm liberated. And I'm set free to experience the life that God has for me. Because as I'm walking, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. God is with you in the middle of the shadow of death. And He's for you. And and I heard this, this great saying the other day, is where'd the shadow come from? A shadow can only be created by light. He is with you. He is the shadow causer. He is the one that overshadows your life. Psalm 91 says, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That God wants to overshadow your life, not to bring fear, but to bring a way out, to to lead you towards the the end game, the destination, the promise, the the prize that He has for you. So I want to encourage us this morning, uh, let's not let the devil contain us. Containment doesn't represent the the creative nature that you hold. It's in courage. You know, God said to Joshua, be bold and courageous. Moses, my servant is dead. Now you rise up and lead these people. You lead millions. How do I lead millions? I've only ever been a servant. How do I lead millions? He was the mouthpiece. He was the leader. He's gone. He's dead. It's only me. No, you have inside you right now what you need to lead, to walk into victory, to get through the battle, to overcome. You have right now what you need just go, go in boldness, go in courage, don't be in fear, don't be uh, in intimidation, go. I love what he said to Moses, Moses in a confined space, in a tent, not seeing the promises of God, he says come out here, come outside of your tent, look up, can you see the stars of the sky, as innumerous as they are, that's the promises of me, from, from me towards you, come out here and say I want to call somebody out of their tent this morning, come out of your tent and see I lift my eyes to the hills to where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Lift your eyes and see. Don't look down. The, prom- the, the, the storm is raging. The, the, the enemy's coming in like a flood. Lift your eyes. Lift your eyes above today. Lift your eyes above what tomorrow had and look towards the glorious promise that God has for you. Gideon, he said, come out here, you mighty man of valor. Gideon saw himself as a, a dropkick. of of a family of drop kicks he he saw himself as somebody that couldn't even do what God had called him to do so he was hiding away he was doing what was necessary you might feel like you're hiding away doing what's necessary to get through today God's calling you out and he's calling you a mighty man a mighty woman of valour a man or woman of strength a man or woman of faith a man or woman that can lead people into victory that's who I want to be God calls the Israelites out of Egypt after 400 years of slavery he called them out The miracle is in going. The miracle is in growing. It's not just in the touch. It's not just in the moment. That might be the catalyst for. And I believe, I I preach miracles. I'm about to go to Sydney. I'm about to go to America. And I'm going to New Zealand. And then I'm going to Darwin. They want me to preach miracles. I'm going to pray for people. I'm going to see people healed. I'm going to see people set free. Because I want to put my head... Foot on the head of the devil and, and kick him and just say, you know what, you've robbed enough of my family, you've robbed enough of my sanity, you've robbed enough of my friends and, and, and you know, God's people all across, and I'm coming at you hard. But that's just the moment. i got to keep walking through the moment. i got to keep getting bigger on the other side of it. i got to keep growing and then I've got to keep going. And I want to encourage you, don't settle for what you have. Don't settle for life as it is. This isn't as good as it gets. It says the way of the righteous winds upwards to a brand new day, that God, your your life tomorrow looks so much bigger than what it looks like today. Your future isn't contained in your current circumstances, but your current circumstances are shaping you up for your future. Don't run from it. Don't let, let, let what you're walking through be what you're walking through and do it with a smile and do it in faith and keep moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. why don't we stand to our feet this morning? help anybody thank you Lord why don't you just close your eyes God we need you we need you more today than any other time in our lives be present be with us thank you for your faithfulness in our lives thank you Lord that even though right now we might be walking through hell you're walking through it with us God, I'm declaring miracles in people's lives this morning. The biggest miracle being the miracle of understanding how much we need you in everything we face. Lord, that our hearts would be inclined toward your heart. that We would worship in spirit and in truth. We wouldn't just look for your hand, but we'd look for your heart. We wouldn't just look for what you can do for us, but we would seek you for who you are every day of our lives. God, pour out such blessings upon every single person that stands before me today that they can't contain it. God, release the provision. Release the healing. Release the the breakthrough in mindsets and sanity. God, let there be joy in abundance in every single person's life. I come against the spirit of depression and I break its power in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. If you're here today and you're going, you know what? I need to come back to a position of alignment with the fact that God is able. I need to turn my heart and position myself in such a way that I say, God, I've tried to do it in my own strength and I've tried to do it in what I know to do. But today I'm coming back and surrendering my will, my emotions, my unforgiveness to you. Because I'm telling you in a moment that will flow towards you. So I'm not going to call people forward this morning, but I am going to ask you to raise your hand if you want to pray a prayer with me. So if that's you and you're feeling like you've drifted a little, you love God with all your heart, you've drifted and you're trying to do life in your own strength, would you just lift your hand this morning and say, Christian, pray with me. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else that you just say, yeah, you know what? Thank you. God, have your way. God, have your way in my life. I don't want to do life my way anymore. I know you have plans and purposes for my life. Just, just lift your hand and say, Christian, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Why don't we all just pray this together this morning? And say, Jesus, I give you my life. Have your way. A fresh, Lord, I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies, which are new every morning. I love you, Lord.